Welcome to Insights Podcast. This is a short form podcast series from For Humanity. Just 10 minutes to gain insights on topics of pressing importance, specifically in the space of ethics and accountability of emerging technology. My name is Sundar Narayan. I'm an ethics and compliance professional and a researcher with a focus on ethical culture and behavior in development and deployment of emerging technology. I'm one of the contributors of For Humanity community and the host of this podcast. For Humanity is a non-profit with a pressing mission. It works on the mission of managing AI risks for humanity. With a group of collaborators, For Humanity is contributing to methods of conducting independent audit of AI systems. If you want to know more about For Humanity, visit https://forhumanity.center. This is a series on draft EU AI regulations. The draft regulations mandate classification of high-risk AI. and also requires specific approaches to ensure that such systems do not harm people this regulation has proposed a penalty of 6% of global revenues or euro 30 million for violations we're going to gain perspectives from for humanity fellows regarding their current thoughts on this regulation today we have with us doretya ba she's an independent consultant speaker and a lecturer on ethics responsibility and sustainability she has a specific focus on tech and finance at the intersection of technology society and environment when companies are often confronted with ethical questions she steps in to align values to their values she is joining us from switzerland and she is one of the fellows who is going to be sharing the insights on the regulation Welcome to the show, Dorothea. Pleasure. So to start with, I just want to jump into the first question to understand. Uh, this is a very important juncture where you've been working in the space for a while, and uh, you see that uh, uh, EU has come up with a regulation. How does this impact you from a personal perspective? Um, I'm. currently mostly engaged in lecturing on ai and ethics to adult students who do continuing education and they all work in companies and of course they want to know what the eu regulation means for swiss companies since switzerland is not a member of the eu though it's in the middle of the eu and so as always and quite comparable to what happens with the gdpr Switzerland will be directly and heavily affected by EU regulation because Swiss providers will be subject to the regulation as soon as they make their systems available to clients from the EU and as soon as a decision by made by a Swiss AI application is used in the EU. So it will clearly have a, a direct impact on us here on our little non-EU island. And on another note in my role as an ethics consultant I'm really curious to see how companies react to the direction set by the EU will they see it as burden or do they embrace it as a meaningful guidance that basically makes ethics affordable because that's what the regulation does it refutes claims from companies who say that for example oh competitive pressure forces us to use such and such technology or we're forced to use dark patterns etc and all these claims are no longer valued so the eu regulation takes such decisions for companies and it defines playing field so i'm curious to see progress there 
absolutely it's a time where uh, we're moving from democratizing ai to democratizing ethics of ai right so uh, that's an essential uh, factor that we need to evolve towards uh, this brings me to the next point uh, of um, what what do you think are exceptional things that have come in the eu regulation and how do you see them Well, I would say I find the EU regulation generally brave. So they did not succumb to pressure from tech lobbies, which might suggest that the EU will lose out in the competition against the US and China if they regulate. And it's a brave commitment to embedding AI into core European values. So I have not seen anything comparable in other parts of the world so far. And of course, the devil is in the detail when it comes to implementing the regulation. assuming that it will enter into force the way it has been drafted but such uh, vagueness is inevitable in my opinion because the law cannot be overly prescriptive in its original form it will have to be specified as we go along and learn while applying it so okay the vague language suggests so, some immaturity but that's just an honest acknowledgement of the fact that we cannot anticipate all developments and regulate them ex ante we need to be open for adaptation and absolutely okay. sorry absolutely that, 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 that's a very relevant point so it's not possible to bring in a all encompassing regulation at the first level right but it's it's a welcome move that that has come from the eu in that sense and right like what you rightly said it is the first move that has come in across regions and it is it's a bold move yeah um just to just to um um extend the point that you mentioned i just wanted to understand you did mention about uh, that it has to evolve where the regulation is uh, is just a brief at this point in time the devil in the detail needs to come out more specifically so what do you think needs to evolve as things goes along what are the aspects that you think requires a little bit of maturity for it to be better um uh, better dealt with Well there are a lot of terms that are not defined yet because they are unprecedented but as i said you know a constitution is also necessarily abstract it's not a standard so there is always a way of trickling down from constitutional law into you know clear cut regulation etc and the same will happen with the eu so for example terms like that famous third party conformity assessment uh, that is mentioned for high risk applications for certain high risk applications that's especially interesting for from for humanity's point of view what does it mean in my opinion that's like a really like an invitation for us like the kind of independent actors that we are to help contribute to uh giving some substance and life to that EU, uh, EU regulation by kind of coming up with our third party uh auditing scheme that we are uh developing at the moment so all these terms like conformity assessment etc they need to be specified but this is not the sole task of the lawmakers that's also a task for civil society and companies and uh, many other actors who are now invited to kind of provide meaning to what has been stated by the EU absolutely it's a, it, it's a uh, it's a complex process so to say where you're bringing in businesses with commercial intent and um, uh, civil society with uh, social intent uh, to come together along with regulators who have um, a, a different intent depending on how uh, the environment shapes 
uh, as the case may be, to get together into a common plank. I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that this is a very important juncture for it to evolve. Um, just, just as we speak, there's, there's also one other factor that I wanted to understand better, which is on while while there are factors um, uh, that are that are evolving, I just wanted to know how does it impact Swiss? You did uh, you did give an introduction saying that it it will have an impact when there are interactions and business interact uh, transactions with the uh, EU, but how will it impact beyond that? Do you expect extraterritorial jurisdiction that may come oh, yeah. in this, or how do you see that? Well, Switzerland, uh, by uh, pretending to be autonomous and stubbornly refusing to join the EU, um, has just uh, has to face the fact that whatever the EU does in terms of regulation will have to be uh, copied here, even if we call it Swiss regulation. It's always we call the Swiss finish to the EU legislation. That's all we can do. So, of course, Switzerland is also working on on its own AI strategy. But things are always a bit slower here and the EU is uh, usually faster. And then, you know, we're forced to adapt anyway. Uh, it's just that uh, in contrast to the members of the EU, we don't have a right to to participate in the drafting. <laughs> but I'm sure Switzerland will uh, not go much further than the EU. And if we even go less far than the EU, the EU legislation or regulation will still, uh, you know, uh, be the benchmark because Hardly any business interaction here happens without any relation to the EU. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even, even if we speak of, let's say, financial services uh, in, in the geography, yeah. it is going to have a significant impact, right? Um, if financial service providers are going to be covered under uh, EU regulation they and they are operating in, uh, let's say, Switzerland, they don't have a choice then to comply with that uh, in an extended manner. Exactly. Yeah. We're a pseudo-island. <laughs> it's interesting to know that... Uh, Specifically, yeah. Just uh, coming to the last point of our uh, podcast, I just wanted to understand with with all this context set in, um, how do you uh, uh, see? Is there any point that you see that you want to bet on as um, having brought a significant change to the AI world? It's really difficult. Yeah, it's really difficult to answer, and I hate betting. But uh, you know, as I said, it all depends on how the law is enforced. Uh, and let, let's possibly use the word hope than uh, betting. So, well, what I do you hope? hope? No, I really <laughs> hope. That, you know, just yesterday I read a piece in the FT about dark patterns, and I really hope that these will not be available anymore. So, I really hope it will have a very concrete impact on my experience as a user, as a client, as an employee that I know that I can trust when I'm based in the EU or somehow involved with the EU, that a certain type of manipulation is not possible anymore. So I really hope it enhances trust for all of us when interacting with AI-based applications. That's fantastic. That's fantastic to hear. That's fantastic to close the podcast to say that if it enhances trust, uh, nothing like it. It's not about compliance. It's much more about responsibility beyond compliance. So uh, it's it was a pleasure talking to you, Dorothy, and um, uh, hearing your perspectives on how you see it from a Swiss perspective. Thanks a lot for joining this uh, session and look forward to talking to you soon again. Thanks for having me, Sandor. My pleasure.